0: Ashling's UN Insights, a weekly look at the work of the United Nations. Welcome to Ashling's UN Insights. Having recently returned from an internship at the United Nations headquarters in New York, and with my family growing weary of my constant yammering on about it, I've decided to pass on what I learnt to you lovely listeners. The UN is heralding the 2020s as their decade of action. So what exactly is it that they're working on? This week we're looking at Sustainable Development Goal number 16, entitled Peace, Justice and Strong Institutions. This Sustainable Development Goal aims to promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide access to justice for all and build effective, accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. This includes goals to significantly reduce all forms of violence and related deaths everywhere, to end abuse, exploitation, trafficking and violence against and torture of children, and to promote rule of law, nationally and internationally, and ensure equal access to justice for everyone. SDG 16 also aims to significantly reduce illicit financial and arms flows, strengthen the recovery and return of stolen assets, and combat all forms of organised crime. The UN want to substantially reduce all forms of corruption and bribery, have effective, accountable and transparent institutions at all levels, and provide legal identity for everyone, such as through having birth registration for all babies. This Sustainable Development Goal also aims to ensure responsive, inclusive, participatory and representative decision-making at all levels, broaden and strengthen the participation of low-income countries in global institutions, and ensure public access to information and protection of fundamental freedoms. The UN hoped to achieve this through a variety of methods, such as by promoting and enforcing non-discriminatory laws and policies for sustainable development, and strengthening the relevant national institutions, such as through international cooperation, to prevent violence and combat terrorism and crime. So... How close are we to achieving those goals? Unfortunately, every day a hundred civilians are killed in armed conflicts, despite being protected under international law. And in 2019, 79.5 million people were forced to flee war, persecution, and conflict, which is the highest level ever recorded. In 2019, the United Nations recorded 357 killings and 30 enforced disappearances of human rights defenders journalists, and trade unionists across 47 countries. Although this is a decrease from the 476 killed in 2018, this follows on from years of a concerning increase in the number of human rights defenders, journalists, and trade unionists being killed in their efforts to build more inclusive and equal societies. Although legal identity allows access to justice and social services, based on data taken between 2010 and 2019, the births of around one in four children under the age of five were never officially recorded. And data from 2016 to 2018 show that the proportion of prisoners held in detention without being sentenced for a crime is 31%, which is the same level as it was in 2005, which shows that there has not been progress in this area. On a more positive note, the global rate of homicide per 100,000 people has slowly declined, from 6.8% in 2000 to 5.8% in 2018. And importantly, 127 countries have adopted right to information or freedom of information laws. So although there is still a long way to go, conflict, insecurity, weak institutions and limited access to justice are a threat to sustainable development, which is why progressing towards the goals set out in Sustainable Development Goal 16 is so important. The scope of the United Nations is huge, since there are many departments tackling different global issues, so each week I'm shining the spotlight on one department and looking at the work that they do. This week I want to look at the United Nations Office for Disarmament Affairs, whose acronym is UNODA. It was established in its current form in January 1998. The UNODA supports efforts aimed at complete disarmament internationally. Their primary concern are weapons of mass destruction, particularly nuclear weapons, because of how destructive they are and their threat to humanity. However, the UNODA also works to address the impact of conventional weapons and emerging weapons technologies, such as autonomous weapons. The UNODA encourages regional disarmament efforts and works to foster disarmament measures through dialogue, transparency and confidence building on military matters. This department also provides objective, impartial and up-to-date information on disarmament issues and activities. After a conflict has happened, the UNODA supports the development and implementation of practical disarmament measures such as disarming and demobilising former combatants and helping them to reintegrate into civilian society. On their website, the UNODA state that although they recognise disarmament alone will not produce world peace, They believe that the elimination of weapons of mass destruction, illicit arms trafficking and burgeoning weapons stockpiles will help to move us closer to peace. This is because disarmament would reduce the effects of wars, eliminate some key incentives to new conflicts and free up resources which can instead be used to improve the lives of all people and the natural environment. There was only one international day this week. These days aim to raise awareness of a particular global issue. And if any of these topics really pique your interest, then I encourage you to look into them further, as that is exactly the aim of declaring international days in this way. Yesterday, Saturday, the 5th of September, was the International Day of Charity. This day recognizes the role charity plays in alleviating humanitarian crises and human suffering, and creating more inclusive and resilient societies. By marking this international day, the UN aims to sensitize and mobilize people. NGOs and stakeholders all around the world to help others through volunteer and philanthropic activities. The date of the 5th of September was chosen for this International Day as it is the anniversary of the death of Mother Teresa of Calcutta in 1997. She received the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979 for her work helping others to overcome poverty and distress. So, what has been discussed at the UN this week? as before if any of the things i mention particularly catch your attention then you can hop on the un web tv website and watch the meetings in full on monday wednesday and friday the international court of justice held a public hearing in the case of qatar versus united arab emirates in which each party put forward their side of a dispute about the application of the international convention on the elimination of all forms of racial discrimination on Monday, there was also a meeting of women's civil society organisations with the UN Secretary-General to discuss their experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic and their recommendations to the United Nations in addressing this crisis and building a more sustainable and inclusive future. On Tuesday, there was a meeting entitled Journalists at Risk, Let's Protect Media Freedom, in which a panel of journalists from around the world, the President of the Swiss Confederation and the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights met to discuss the need for countries to respect, protect and fulfil the right to freedom of opinion and expression, in particular media freedom, and to ensure the human rights of journalists and other media workers. On Wednesday, there was a Security Council meeting about political, security-related and economic developments in Libya, and on Thursday there was a Security Council meeting about the situation in Afghanistan, and its implications for international peace and security. On Thursday, there was also a meeting about reimagining the global economy to deliver sustainable development, with a roundtable discussion by renowned female economists discussing jobs and climate action. On Friday, there was a meeting about the Convention on Cluster Munitions, which prohibits all use, stockpiling, production and transfer of cluster munitions, and there was also a meeting of the Committee on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. There is also a briefing by the Deputy Secretary-General Amina Mohammed to Member States about the UN Food Systems Summit, which will take place in 2021 and will raise global awareness of and hope to secure global commitments and action on transforming the food systems to resolve hunger, reduce diet-related disease and heal the planet, which will involve changing the way we produce, process and consume food. That's all from me for now. But join me next week for more UN insights and news. See you then. Ashling's UN Insights. A weekly look at the work of the United Nations.